Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show. Today is the 9th of January. It is so cold in L.A. It's been cold like during the days, even with the sun out. It is cold. We are like in the 30s, 30s. When I was saying the 40s were cold yesterday, we're like really going far, but um, a little bit of drizzle. I don't know how much snow that will bring. We're not like 32, but in the mountains we are. So we have these snow-capped mountains around here, and it's kind of an interesting world. Like you're seeing the ocean and snow and this and that all in one shot, but it's, it's one of the beauties of California, I guess. I have three dreams today. Um, I had four. I had one from Maria. I know you're in the chat, but it disappeared. I don't know. You must have um, deleted it. So when I went back to get it this morning, it was gone. So I'll do the dreams I have. Actually, I have four dreams, but um, we'll get started right now, so I'll make it through all of them. So I have this one came in. I think it's anonymous, but let's see. I have dreams for the show, one longer and one really short. The first dream, I was walking with an unknown man. I did not like him. He wanted to sleep with me. Then I told him, why would I have sex with you? You didn't even congratulate me for the new year. The other, this, then some other man came and wanted to murder my entire family. Ooh. The last one he wanted to kill was my brother. He wanted to take my brother's teeth out. He, my brother was in the car smiling at me. Somehow everyone, including myself, were dead and alive at the same time. The sky was blue and gray. It felt comfortable in this weird vibe like I'd seen it before. I was dead and flying in the sky. I was going to heaven. My mom told me something, and I thought to myself, wow, she's still thinking about those stuff. Whatever she said to me was old news, something I outgrew. And the second dream was somebody told me they loved me or something similar to it. Man, do you have a brain going on in there? But I want you to think about this. When we're younger, is a whole different thing because we don't only think about who we want to have sex with. We also consider people who want to have sex with us and are bold enough to tell us because now they've implanted that idea. And in that dream with the unknown man, in that part of this dream where everybody gets killed by some other man, you don't like him, and he wanted to sleep with you. And then you told him, why would I have sex with you? You don't even congratulate me on the new year. That alone. Forget the rest of the dream about the whole annihilation of your family. 
is telling you something huge. You didn't like him. And he wanted to sleep with you. And instead of just saying no, you said, why would I? Meaning you were still open to it. Because he didn't even congratulate you for the new year. So if he did, you would have slept with him, even though you don't like him. Think about that. That's something to really ponder. He's unknown to you. You don't like him. But you knew he wanted to sleep with you. And then your answer was, why would I? Like, give me a good enough reason. And the reason was he didn't say Happy New Year. And if he did, even though you didn't know him and even though you didn't like him, would you have? So let's keep that question in mind. Let's hang that one up in the air for a minute. Then some other man comes in and wanted to murder your entire family, and the last one he wanted to kill was your brother. He wanted to take your brother's teeth out, meaning what? He was going to ruin his smile, but your brother was in the car smiling at you. You see the irony in that? Nobody has the power to take from you your power. Even though you died, you were still alive, weren't you? Because we can't really die. Our soul never dies. So even when we're dead in our dream, and we talked about this before, but I I have to reiterate it. When we die in our dreams, we see ourselves die in our dreams because we're alive to see ourselves die in our dreams. But you were free when you were dead. You started flying in the sky. in what felt like heaven to you. And then your mom told you something and you thought to yourself, wow, she's still thinking about those things. Even though you outgrew those things. So let's go back to the guy that you would sleep with if he said Happy New Year. And now to the guy who has just killed your whole family And your mom is still her old self, even after she died. And you're saying, hey, I outgrew that. You also outgrew unknown man number one. Because this thinking is so deep into the psyche that for some reason you have collected enough information about men that make you feel like they have this interesting edge over you. And that no matter what happens to you, they are more powerful, powerful enough to kill your whole family, not powerful enough to change your mom or your brother. You dying and being comfortable in a way was getting away from the hold 
that you allow men to have over you. Do you see that? Two unknown men out of the blue in your dream. You don't even know who they are. Yet one that you don't even like has the power to sleep with you if he just says the magic words. And the other one had the power to murder your whole family. But he didn't change your brother and he didn't change your mom. But you felt free. And you were flying. So there's something in there about your relationship with a man being a lot bigger, stronger than you, that you will like a man if he likes you and then assess the damage. Well, what will I do? What won't I do? How do I protect myself from him? And that's telling you that somewhere inside there, you don't feel that you can choose Choose, operative word, the person of your dreams, no pun intended, for your life. That you're going to take what you get and make the best of it if they just treat you right. And even if they go as far as annihilating you and your family, they, they're still there. The dream, too, let's continue on this one. Someone told me they love me or something similar to it, going back to settling. Are you settling in your life? And you are more worried about somebody loving you than you loving them. the bottom line. You are more concerned about someone loving you than you loving them. And you're not really sure what loving them means. You may get caught up in a moment and in excitement and in all the firsts, first date, first going out, first kiss, first, you know, almost going all the way, first going all the way, first this, first that. But you really need to ask yourself that if I am thinking about this person in my life, directing me and taking over my life, is that what I really actually want? Do I feel like once I'm with someone, I disappear? Those are your questions. The fact that you felt more comfortable in death than life, you were flying and you were in heaven, and you got to see past your mom's limitations, And that is old news, and you feel like you outgrew that. You may feel that only when you die will you be free. 
Yet we don't die when we die, do we? Our soul never dies. So really something to think about in there. And um, I hope when you hear this show, if you're not listening to it live, I want you to really think about why you feel, you personally feel like you have to have someone in your life. Because these unknown people are letting you know that you're not discriminating, you're not discerning in your decision-making process. You're just reacting. So I hope that helps you and gives you something to think about. Okay, next dream we have from Susan on the radio page. And she says, um, let's see now, I have a Buddha figure at my door for decoration. It is important to me as it keeps my presence in the now and my thoughts positive. In my dream, it is taken. I was shocked. Someone had taken it and I had to go on without it. I knew I could because Buddha lives in my heart. But I was sad someone took him anyway. Um, let me see. Door took, took him away. Door for decoration. It is, it is important to me as it keeps my presence in the now and my thoughts positive. In my dream, it, oh, it, it did it twice. Sorry. I had to go back and, um, and get that dream. Um, let me see if I can go back to it right now. I did see it. And when I copied it because of the way they put it on the page, it didn't come back the same. So sorry about that. But I'm getting there. It's so funny how all this works. However, I think I'm going to find it. There we go. Dream theme Thursday. I have a Buddha figure at my door for decoration. It is important to me as it keeps my presence in the now and my thoughts positive. In my dream, it is taken. I was shocked. Someone had taken it and I had to go on without it. I knew I could because Buddha lives in my heart, but I was sad someone took him anyway. We don't need props. I know we feel violated when people take our things. And I understand that it is not easy to feel that violation. But the lesson is, you are happy anyway. There isn't, I don't know, there isn't anything outside of you, not a book, not a person, not a thing, that actually guides our lives. I've been in many homes with crosses on top of the doors. I've been, you know, a lot of superstitions. I've been seeing a lot of crystals and lava lamps and those. there's these lit lamps that zap certain kinds of energy out of the room. I've seen a lot of that stuff. And I, I tend to know these people, so I kind of notice over time those things end up in a garage, a garage sale, or moved for something that has different space. I even knew a man, a very famous man, and I was at his house, 
And while I was there, he had, I can't tell you how many pounds. It was probably the size of a, a small coffee table, but it was a crystal. And he had taken a year off and went away in silence and came back. And now he wanted to sell the crystal. And out of curiosity, I said, hmm, so why do you want to sell the crystal? Isn't it doing what you bought it to do? He said, yeah, but then I got used to it and I stopped seeing it. So if I stopped seeing it and then I'm like, oh, yeah, I have that there. I feel like someone else could use it now who's thinking the way I used to think when I bought it. If you know anyone who wants to buy a great crystal, $5,000. And I go, oh, wow. If I know anyone who's where he used to be. Because he knew that anyone that grew past that would not buy the crystal. Think about that. So we do what makes us feel good at any given point of time in our lives because we're always looking for something to help us remember certain things. So that's our trigger. That's our trigger point. The cross, the crystal, the Buddha, the whatever it is that we stick on a wall or put on a table. But I'm a firm believer after seeing Christ that no matter what I have or think I have, And I had to, since seeing Christ, go through the entire financial gamut, the entire stuff gamut, the entire attachment to a home gamut. I had to go through all of that to understand that life is a bunch of moving parts. And at any given time, it's the way we need it to be to feel like we can function. So if you lost your Buddha... You are just being reminded that your resources are enough. That you're strong enough now to take a look at where you're at and make decisions. Being in the now is such a spiritual term that people say it, I'm in the now, I'm in the moment. But if you have to say it, that's actually kind of an interesting move to me, even when I would try to say it, like, I need to reel myself back into this moment. It's just a tool to wash out all of the things that are just getting in your way in that moment. It is impossible for us to be in one frame of mind all the time. We are constantly being stimulated with visuals, with sounds, with, with 
people coming in with issues, with us showing up with issues, with whatever challenges show up in our day. And our days usually don't make it through the day the way we thought it was going to start. That would have been too easy and too predictable. But the fact that someone took it bothers you because you don't like anyone messing with your peace. You feel like you're the only one who can do that, which is true. And that nothing outside of you can do it, which is also true. But you also have a hard time. Not just, it's, it's like partnering you know, being with another person and allowing certain decisions to be made by both of you as opposed to just by you. Because someone made a decision to take that and it really upset you even though you knew you'd be okay without it. So let's transfer that into a relationship of parents or friends or partners or coworkers. It's not all about you. Other people have a say. And somewhere in your world, you can balance other people's opinions and not just feel like other people's opinions are in your way. Because that makes it hard to coexist for others and for you. Because you're constantly discounting and they're constantly being discounted over time. They need to split away so that they feel counted. It doesn't matter who they are. They just need to feel counted. Nobody wants to put their time in with somebody who doesn't hear them completely because there is no relay. There is no energy exchange. So just know that the reason that bugs you is that someone else made that decision to take it without your knowledge. So they, in your mind, got away with something and you just realized you were okay without it. But let's take that even one more step. Let's say somebody comes to you with their opinion and you realize you're okay without that. If they start to see a pattern of you being okay without their opinion, then their opinion doesn't matter and then they go somewhere else where it does see that little succession. So, you know, our dreams are telling us quite a bit of stuff all the time. And if we really break them down and continue talking about them, I see more and more and more and more and more because we go that deep. But these are things we're thinking about without control because during the day we're controlling those thoughts. Someone stole this. I've been violated. Somebody did this to me. This man wanted to sleep with me. And my reason for not sleeping with someone I didn't like was that he didn't even congratulate me for New Year's. That's telling us so much. What are your standards? What are your criteria for the life that you're living? And these inner pictures are huge guides. I don't know why they're so cryptic 
and somebody has to tell us or we have to do this together, but they are triptych and they're not what they seem, but there's a lot to them. So I have another dream. It's Liam's and it's in the chat. And he said, I had a dream that I was in my parents' house and I woke up early and mom was the one who was doing this show. She was the one who was sharing Christ's message. She was doing the show on her bed. That's good because probably you see me as a mom, as a mom, not your mom in particular. But you're also starting to see that Christ is also in the people around us because he's in all of us, whether we know it or not, whether we say it or not, whether we're agnostic or not, whether we're atheists or not. He is the angel of love. And we are love. And that's our connection. We have just taken Christ and put him on such a high pedestal that we feel like we can't reach him. And yet he's with us. And we need him here. Because pure love is what is not fully in existence unless we earn our way to understanding the power of love. But it's also telling you that you hold your mother in high esteem, which is a very good thing to know deep, deep inside of your soul. Because now you can see her in a different light, that she's not just saying, oleum this and oleum that, but you really believe in your heart of heart that she cares about you. No mincing words, no questions asked. You really believe that. You really believe she has your best interests at heart. And you are starting to see that her love is working in your life. And this dream was just a positive affirmation that her love is part of your fuel as a child to a mother. Because most of the time people have horror stories about their parents. And this is telling you that you don't need horror stories because you really love, it's pure. And that her love for you is pure. That's a great dream to have. It's a very validating dream of strength and foundation. So thank you for sharing that. I have one more dream in about two and a half minutes to do it. Hi, Nadia. I had a dream I was teaching someone about physics. I said, everything is energy. What you think about, you bring about. If you think to, if you think long enough about a nice coat, like it will come to you very soon. By the way, I have, I and a graduate student, I am a grad, by the way, I am a graduate student in spiritual physics. Thank you. Isn't that funny? What's, what is he saying? That's fine if you want to do the last dream. I don't know why you wrote that. I finished your dream. I guess it is fine that I do the last dream. I don't know. Okay, so 
By the way, I was a graduate student in spiritual physics. This one also is very clear that you're starting to see that thoughts are things. What we think about, we create. And it works for positive and it works for negative. And it always will. That's why Christ said positive begets positive and negative begets negative. Positive begets positive and negative begets negative. And you're realizing that. People who start to make fun of, well, yeah, I'll just think about it. I say, yeah, think about it, like for real. When you do think about it, ask yourself what you're thinking about. Am I thinking about something positive to come out of this? Or do I want to see it really fall apart? Because once you could admit which side of the fence you're on, you can start putting your energy, which moves the energy around you, towards that thought in your mind. It's not that it works or it doesn't. It's just the way it is. We don't notice stuff we're not thinking about. Think about that. How many things you say, oh, I didn't see that. You just weren't there. It's not your fault. It's what you were thinking about. So think positive. And Liam writes, I wrote that before you finished my dream. Okay, great. I have 10 seconds. I will see you guys tomorrow. Have a great Thursday. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.